All right, all right, all right. Once again, we are back. I'm excited to always be bringing people who I believe are some of the most outstanding and awesome people that I meet in my journey in life. We're back to the Collective Genius Code podcast that brings people to you. It brings real people into the community that allows us to get new life hacks, new answers for life, and of course, to get some steps on what we should do next to become better in whatever we're doing, whether it's business or pleasure. Today, I have an awesome pleasure to welcome an old friend, someone who came into my life many, many years ago when I was a young entrepreneur in Russia. Vladimir Valoshin came into my life when he was in a completely different industry. And today he's going to tell us about that journey from one industry to something on the opposite side of the spectrum of business. He is a super Ironman expert. He's ran many, many Ironmans, and he's also brought in the concept and the philosophy and the methodology and the movement of Ironman into the Russian market. He's been a brand expert in a number of different industries, and today he also owns the Newman Sport Consulting Company that's revolutionizing how companies around the world bring in health mindset and a health philosophy and a health community into their countries. And I brought him in today for one main reason. Not only is he an outstanding person, but he's also a person that's helping entrepreneurs to be more successful. As soon as you take care of your body, your mind strengthens, and then your business starts to flourish. And he's had a lot of experience in that. So welcome, welcome, Vladimir. Good morning. Good morning, Gil. Good morning, everyone. I'm super excited to have you here at the Collective Genius Code podcast. We're also live on Facebook. We're live on Zoom. We have different people from different corners in the world that are going to be watching us. And, you know, for me, I always jump right in to help people understand someone's journey. You've been on an awesome journey in your life. You've moved from industries. You've moved to countries. You speak languages. The, from the minute I've seen you until today, you always look like you're in good shape. Like, you know, you have a gym in the back of your room somehow. So tell us, what's your journey been like? <laughs> I think it's uh, like a big adventure and still continuing because uh, um, every morning I have an opportunity to talk with different people during my morning run and we always talk about our journeys and today was exactly the same talk with Olympic champion in fencing with Julia and uh, she was asking me how sport actually took some place in my life and I uh, told her about you know, this story of 12 years ago, when I was uh, 120 kilos man, uh, decided that I cannot see myself in the same weight category with kind of bad feeling inside in the future that, uh, you know, building the future, I have to change something, first of all, with myself, with my life, lifestyle, with my, you know, community and people. And then perhaps I will see some good changes in my life. And that told her that, you know, this transformation from 120 kilo man to a man who can run 10 Ironmans in 10 days, that took me 10 years. So, which means that, you know, all these stories and adventures in our life, it's not the moment of one day, one minute, one hour, which means that if you want to change something in the future, you have to invest. Invest your time, invest your passion. And this is what happened in my life. So in the previous life, I was a, ex-professional athlete till 1994. I was a member of the Estonian national biathlon team in, as a junior. 
then I left the professional sport and tried to find out myself in the professional field. So it was a big question, you know, who I want to be in the future, where I was, can be the first, can be the better in most the other people. And I, you know, tried myself in international companies and I found out that I can reach more um, kind of benefits from marketing, working with people, creating some ideas, uh, you know, developing brands, selling brands, creating portfolios, because it's kind of, you know, it's, it's an, a challenging adventure. So, yeah, and uh, these kind of uh, steps in my life uh, took me out of the professional sport and put into the, as I say, mentioned now, it's a black side because I started to use an alcohol industry and I spent 20 years working in different markets uh, in Baltic states, Scandinavia and UK and uh, 2006 moved to Russia to open up our first office of the Scottish company. And I left alcohol business 2014, uh, exactly on the same reason when I you know, started to think about the future and who I am in 10 or 15 years, what I want to do in 10 or 15 years, what I tell to my kids, to my, you know, to my family, what I did in this life and uh, you know, what kind of um, achievements or goals I've reached. And I thought that, I just started to imagine that I'm 50 years old, I'm sitting in front of my kids, uh, my family, and I'm telling them that your father spent 30 years in alcohol industry. And I think that was my, was really uncomfortable zone because I said, no, I don't, really don't want to see myself in 50 years when I'm 50 years old, telling them this story. I want to say them, what, I, what we did as with group, with partners, as teams, you know, for good, for health, for sport, for motivation to other people. And I said, okay, I need to change the industry. So 2014, I left the alcohol business and they joined the uh, healthy and sporty site uh, and community of people. And 2015, we launched uh, our first commercial project in Russia together with uh, business partners. Uh, international triathlon events, Iron Star, and 2019, after five years, um, I think we built like the company number one in terms of the financial results, in terms of number of people. Uh, it was more than 10,000 people attended our uh, triathlon events 2019, and more than 60,000 people joined them to support. So we wow. thought that, you know, like five years ago, we didn't thought that health and sport amongst the old people um, will be so popular in Russia. This year, the situation changed. Anyway, we, you know, we keep our team in a very good shape and uh, we are one of the first who are in Russia, restarted triathlon season, 1st of August, and um, hoping to manage five other events till end of the season, till mid of October, 2020. But also, you know, this work in sport industry gave me a lot of thoughts. And I think five years or six years being an entrepreneur in this industry gave me like 10 years of being in corporate culture. So mm. more intensive, more fruitable and amazing time. It's really amazing because you've just, you know, got me thinking about so much. First of all, how incredible of a journey you've had, especially from moving from the alcohol industry in so many years into like the extreme opposite of helping people become healthy, you know, which is the opposite of, of drinking. But 
I remember very clearly because we met actually when you were in the whiskey industry, I remember, but you've always been a healthy guy. You've always been into sports from what I feel. If I'm not mistaken, wasn't your father a professional coach, something in the sport world? It was in your family, right? Yeah, I was born in a very sporty family. My father, he is uh, from Sakhalin Island. Perhaps you know, it's not far from Japan Island. Um, so, yeah, he uh, was a professional biathlete. Um, used to be um, a part of the uh, national team uh, at the Soviet time. Uh, my mother, she was born in Kirov. It's just the middle of Russia. Uh, she's a professional athlete. Uh, runner. Uh, they met each other in Leningrad, uh, early 70s, and uh, middle of 70s they moved to Estonian Republic. At that time it was part of the Soviet Union, and they both were coaches. Mother, they, she started in running, father continued in biathlon, but then mother moved to swimming school. So as you can imagine, sport always been as part of our family life, and uh, and a year of uh, when I was five years old, my father took me into the uh, sporting camp. So I saw how people of 16 or 18 years old, uh, you know, coaching, tra doing training sessions, competing, supporting each other. So it was the first time when I saw how people work as the team. Even in biathlon, when you consider this is a kind of single, single um, uh, sport, sometimes you compete as relay team. But nevertheless, these people really work together as the team by supporting each other, uh, thinking positively, knowing their competitors, knowing their objectives, what they want to reach by the end of the season, where they want to be as the professional athletes, member of the national teams or compete at the Olympic Games. And that was absolutely amazing experience when I was you know, five years old. Now I'm... I think it's lucky that you had it from a young age, right? Because you've had this training. Because I'm just thinking about many people out there, especially during COVID time when you're stuck at home, unless they've had this discipline trained in them to stay healthy, keep your immune system strong, keep your body strong. You know, you've had this training. And even when you were in the alcohol industry, you always looked good. It means like, you know, alcohol probably didn't affect you. You built an immune system to it. But you know, for me, for example, my family has nothing to do with sports. My dad, as long as I can remember, had a beer belly, even though he didn't like beer, you know? And so I, I never had any of that. And for me, it was the first time ever really in my life that I can remember, as, at least as an adult, since COVID started, four or five times a week, someone comes to my house and works on me and trains me because I want my body to be strong. I'm not moving as much. I'm not on stages moving my body. But what about all those people that have not had this kind of training from their school and they've not had, like, they don't have the discipline or they don't have the money, for example. Do you believe from your experience running an Ironman, for example, or doing something like a triathlon, which for me in my head is not possible. It's not, it's like very far away from my head. Um, is it something that someone could pick up and learn? Um, look, I think uh, when you go into the Ironman or whatever marathon running, this is a kind of uh, changing philosophy, first of all, inside of your mind. So you cannot run if you are not ready, psychologically, mentally, physically. So for me, it was a step-by-step -step growing up to from the level of zero to Ironman. 
but what I learned, perhaps you heard about my personal philosophy. There is a two concepts. The first concept is about 25,550 days. This is the average live time of Russians here in Russia. It's about 70 years um, of life that man can live here. And I thought that, okay, when I was 35, I've actually crossed the, uh, the middle of this uh, distance. What I can do when I like left half, half, life, half of life, my, my, my left, and what I'm gonna do in the second half. I thought that, so second half as always would be much harder. You are not so young, you're not so brave, you're not so bright whatever, so you need to survive. But you can survive in different ways. So when your competence is declining, your health declining, whatever, so you have to find out, you know, the ways how to support your, uh, your body, your mind, whatever. And I thought that sport always been a kind of um, an accelerator for all these ideas, for bright things, etc. And I thought, okay, so I started from very basic level. So first of all, I wanted to really kind of manage my weight. So in three months, months of trainings, I, I got minus 15 kilos. And I met new people who actually, not from the alcohol industry, but they are going to the gym. They also you know, changed their um, business suits into the uh, sport dress and they're doing something. When I started to talk with these people, I started to ask them why they do sport. They said, listen, this is an opportunity to find out an hour which I own, not this hour which actually I'm not again in routine. So this hour spent for my health, this hour spent for myself and also an opportunity to think differently um, on different ways, different angles on the same issues which are related with their businesses. So I said, okay, I, I feel the same. So we started to find out different things which we can pick up from the sport activity and implement into our business, you know, motivate our teams. And even when I started to compete like in the masters and amateur groups, age group athletes, and when I started to came back office, even in alcohol industry, people were surprised. Listen, we work in alcohol industry, but you managed to run the marathon. So, and I thought, okay, how many people working in offices and we know about them, their name, their surname, what they do, their competitors, that's it. We don't know what these people can do out of their business life. For instance, you know, climbing to the mountain, you know, uh, flying, swimming, running. And when we know that somebody in the office can manage something different in a different way, they became our neutral or informal heroes. So I thought, okay, I actually experienced on, experience on myself. I became a new hero for my colleagues. And I thought, listen, you can join my team. We can run together. We can do together crazy things and we can motivate our family, our kids, our colleagues, whatever, because you do yourself personal experience and you can share it. So, for me, yeah, it was a journey of, first of all, uh, being like um, a person who is doing sport, but working in alcohol industry, which was not really kind of matching to each other. But yeah. when I said, hey, 
So if it's not matching, I have to change the industry. I have to go to the industry where this will be considered as normal. So now I know a lot of people in alcohol industry, they do marathons as well. So which is absolutely fine now, but I met absolutely new people through this kind of sport activities and our businesses there. So sport in my life- Basically there is hope for anyone who wants to get into sports, especially marathons, triathlons, there is an ability and a strategy for everyone. And it's something that whether you're in the alcohol industry or whatever industry, um, anyone can actually do it. Yeah, yeah. And first of all, sport in the, like, for instance, when you're 30, 35 years old, can create absolutely new network, which is absolutely amazing and working well because sometimes I go for official meeting with somebody and I see a sport watch on their wrist and I said okay are you doing sport are you running marathons are you doing triathlon yeah and we're starting from informal side like mm -hmm. talking about our hobbies our challenges and then we spend like uh, uh, first second half of the meeting about talking about business but it's helping a lot even in financial times, it was an article a couple of years ago when they said that uh, cycling and triathlon is a new golf. Last century golf was uh, popular because people met each other, they were playing golf five, six hours, talking about businesses, families, hobbies, whatever. At the end of the game, they can you know, sign the contract, which is you know, big enough you know, deal and the informal way how to make, uh, meet other people. So in a modern life, I think uh, cycling, triathlon, marathons, whatever, and sport communities, running clubs, swimming clubs, this is working exactly the same. So people meet each other, create new network, um, trust each other because we, we, you know, challenging and experiencing together. We receiving this new um, kind of uh, 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 way of life, and then we can do together because the trust is just a, a part of this you know sport activity i love that so you, you you know you've known me for a while you know that this is one of my favorite subjects that people can actually meet new friends they can have new networking opportunities via sports it's something that i've been promoting for a very long time even though i've not been a sports guy i've been telling people that doing anything physical that pushes you out of your comfort zone that gets you to do something that you're not used to doing you'll end up meeting people in a very similar situation Two weeks ago, I, um, I was offered to go up um, the highest volcano, active volcano here in Bali. And not knowing who's coming, what's going on, I just knew the guy who's kind of the leader taking us up and I said, yes. And it was a really incredible experience because uh, you know, it was 12 hours up and down in the middle of the night, crazy conditions, uncomfortable, you know, unbearable conditions of cold and then heat and you're going up a volcano but the people that were with us, we were a group of seven people, were incredible people. And that is something I completely resonate with what you're saying, that if you're going running and you might run into people who are running, there's something you're sharing. And I love this simple example you gave with the watch because that is something you could do in a business environment. You could look for the people who look like they could be sporty people. And that allows people as an icebreaker. It allows people to build that personal relationship. And I know in some countries in the world, I know like, in, in England, in Russia, in China, when you step into a business meeting, you should not be jumping into the business. You need to find a way to keep it personal. I love that. Um, 
you being an expert in what you're doing, you probably have some crazy routines every single day that allows you to be the superman that you look like. You always look like Superman, man. Um, is there something that you recommend as a simple daily routines? If I want to implement it in my life, if some of our listeners, entrepreneurs globally are like, yeah, okay, this guy has it in his family. He's been doing it his whole life. He's got crazy discipline. It's already in his DNA. If someone is just starting up, what are some of those simple routines to get them running? Or is there other sports that you recommend that are great for networking? And they're also great to get people out of their comfort zone, potentially even they're COVID friendly. Yeah. Uh, in 2013, um, I was in Stanford together with a group of my uh, classmates from Business School of Skolkov. At that time, 2013 in April, I was registered to run uh, the most of the hardest um, ultra uh, marathon in uh, Morocco, uh, Sahara Desert. It was uh, 250 kilometers. Uh, one week of running and I was training. So we were in Stanford in March and I was uh, running 7 a.m. Uh, before the breakfast and before the uh, uh, starting courses. And I started to see that, you know, meet people in, um, in Stanford Park. They were running together, two people talking. I was seeing first day, second day, third day, and I started to ask people who met in Stanford why they run together and they talk and they told me this is a business running. I said, what does it mean? So they met together for run, but talk about business. I said, wow, that's a brilliant idea. In Russia, it's not common really to run together. In Russia, people run single, they listen music, they watch, they never say hello, whatever. So they I would say like a, a brick in the wall. So I thought, okay, when I am back to Russia, I will call to the person with whom we didn't manage to meet each other for the last two weeks. Because I thought that his question is not really fit to my agenda. That's why I was trying to find some, you know, ways how to move him further to the next week, to the next week. Um, and I thought, okay, this is a great opportunity. I was calling to this gentleman and told him, listen, this week will be exactly the same. So it will be difficult to meet each other, but you have an opportunity tomorrow at 7 a.m. Join me for the run at 60 minutes. We're going to run 10K and we're going to talk about your business, your question, and let's see if I can help you. So he said, yes. In 2013, my morning run 7 a.m. was joined by the first entrepreneur and we used to spend 60 minutes of talking about his, his business and his questions. At the end of the run, we had clear understanding where he is with his business, what kind of contacts he need to move further. So I actually shared this with him and he became the first. Now, every morning, 6 a.m., I have a meeting with somebody. Uh, can imagine 400 new contacts 400 new people I met every year on the morning run. I know champions, I know entrepreneurs, I know people who is really starting their businesses or they're moving from corporate life to entrepreneurial life. They want really kind of to share their thoughts, questions, etc. 
but I have 400 new people every year from different businesses, different cities, different areas. And I'm happy because it's a simple life hack that everyone can start to use. So listen, I found out the motivation for myself really to wake up early every day 5 a.m. Because I have an agreement, I have commitment with this person. If this person will say, oh, listen, I canceled this morning run with, with you, I'm going to sleep. So these people motivate me as well, you know, to wake up 5 a.m. and be with them at 6 a.m. and run 10K every morning. So first of all, I keep myself in a good physical shape. I met new people. I really keep kind of uh, motivated by themselves and they say thank you to all of them because they motivate me to wake up running. So my day is really kind of out of the 24 hours, even longer now because I start at 5 a.m. But we'll finish at 22, 23 p.m. So it's... There's a lot of golden nuggets in there, but I want to go a little bit deeper because the golden nuggets I'm getting here is not only do you have an accountability partner, because a lot of us find it like, I'm honestly, man, I'm a lazy guy when it comes to sports. If I didn't have someone coming to my house and working with me, I'd sleep in. Being a, he always says to me, Gil, did you start stretching before I come? I'm like, no, I'm waiting <laughs> until you come. That's, that's, you're my motivation. So that for me is a very important motivation. Everyone needs to listen to that one because many people do things alone when it comes to physical exercise. And the hardest thing I know is always just putting your shoes on and leaving the house. So having accountability partners, you don't want to let someone down. The second one, I think that's actually quite beautiful is that you're doing a lot of business talking while you're running. But tell me and correct me if I'm wrong, and we don't have to go into too much detail. For many people, including myself, running and talking at the same time is not easy. Is there a life hack to that? Uh, this is a, you know, when you run and you can talk, you ride, you run in your own pace, in the right pace. If mm. you run, you cannot talk, so you are running not in your pace. Mm. So, why, you know, it's kind of training as well, train your, uh, your pace, because when you're running alone, you always run faster. When you run with somebody, you know, to maintain the dialogue, you have to keep the pace. So mm. good training session, but also another plus, it's new information, new contact, and the person who can help you in the future. Because people who can manage to wake up 5 a.m. and be on training session say 6 a.m., mm -hmm. I think they will, they will have more opportunities to be more successful in the future when people who start in their working day at 10 a.m. Yeah. This is yeah. It's, it's, you're, you're right away, you're segmenting it to a very specific kind of a person who's more disciplined, more focused, more health conscious. You're attracting a very good quality person into your life. And do you have other habits around that? Like the way you eat, the way you drink. To run triathlons is not just physical. It's a lot mindset. And what I know about mindset is that to run a triathlon, you need perseverance. You can't give up. And these are very good characteristics that entrepreneurs need in difficult times. You can't give up very easily. You got to keep on going. You got to keep yourself hydrated. So where's that balance? And where are some of those habits that you bring into your life that you see is very helpful for business people out there? When we employ people, I always talk about professional skills, let's say hard skills, because we need to understand when we take the marketer into our company or accountant person or IT person, 
they should know what they can do for our company in terms of their business or professional skills. But what I'm paying attention more, because I think that, you know, the talent uh, will not replace the quality. So we need to find out talented people into our teams. And it can be a talented team of 10 people, or it can be 50 people, but just, you know, the quantity, which will not replace the talent. I always ask people to tell me about their plans for this year. What are you trying to find out? When the people or person have a hobby, they can share. For instance, they travel, they adventure, they are doing paintings, they are doing music, they are dancing, etc. I think that these persons are more happy by, uh, you know, by, uh, by the reason they have something in their life except out of like New Year or birthday day. They really want to share some new knowledge with our teams. And I always asking them, when you have this hobby, what kind of you know, knowledge you can share to our team? For instance, if you love cooking, can you, can, you, can you teach us how to cook well? If you play chess, if you play music, can you teach us? And this actually people said yes, which means that we, once we take this person into our team, we're gonna create some, I'd say, happiness. So these people out of the business can share their life as well. So this is the first, I'm asking about hobby. It's extremely important to take a happy person into team, rather the person who actually expecting this to get the happy from others. Mm. Second, these, these people have to talk, a lot talk, because when they like, close or um, don't share information, don't share their knowledge, don't share their emotions, this is the problem. We are working in the business when we talk to other people and we have to take exactly the same. Second, uh, I'm taking the persons with contacts. And in the past, like 15 or 20 years ago, I was asking people to show me their books with contacts. Why? I have to understand if they have a context from the market, which means that market may know these people and this person can start faster his, you know, his job in our team. Now, I think people don't use these books with contacts, they use phones. And usually I'm asking the persons, open up your contact book, press the button here at the end, like a hashtag, and show me a number of contacts in your mobile phone. I'm gonna have 500 contacts. This person may be apply, um, employed to the sales position. If they have more than 1,000 contacts, this person can be employed into management position. 2,000 contacts and more, this can person person can be employed to the director or managing position. So, for instance, I have more than 8,000 contacts and I understand that this, you know, my book helps a lot of people to meet each other and work together because this shows, you know, how people actually carefully work with their contacts. Even if these contacts went into their book 10 years ago, people are growing up and you can find out how they move from one industry to another industry and the contacts are extremely important. So, and the third, as we talk about, you know, the sport opportunities and how sport changing life of the people, I am always 
we always take the people into our team if they do sport different kind of it might be yoga it might be stretching it would might be hiking swimming whatever so because these people are really take care about health and we need healthy people in our teams so you sound like someone who is very very focused on health and good routines you surround yourself with people in the community and your team who have such routines so i think everyone is thinking what i'm thinking right now do you have any bad habits i used to smoke for two years it was an experience and I, after two years i said no this is not what i really want in my life i think um, uh, in terms of the bad things <laughs> sometimes i really kind of working on this it's how to build the relationship with people and um, in the past i was the person who actually was punching whatever you know I was didn't like it or in terms of the comments or people who is not behaving as I want. But now I feel really kind of working on this understanding that, you know, when we when we were young, it was okay. But when we grew up, you know, our behavior should also change that, you know, I consider that sometimes I have to low down emotions in terms in, in, in different kind of conflicts and even escape these conflicts by, you know, uh, mediating them in advance if I feel feel I can manage this. Um, bad things, I don't know, but uh, for do sure. You pizza, I, I, do you eat cheesecake? Sorry? Do you eat pizza or cheesecake ever in your life? <laughs> cheesecake? Or pizza, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, sometimes really, you know, I really I like uh, pizza, I like KFC, and because, you know, even if it's a junk food, I really like it like once in a month to take time out of the KFC or pizza. <laughs> so that gives us all a lot of motivation meeting so we could still be healthy and we could still enjoy some of the bad habits of eating some junk food every once in a while. Um, um, like uh, two years ago, I, I met my uh, mentor. In he's an entrepreneur living in Estonia, and he's a very good ultra triathlete. And I said, listen, I'm really going to ultra marathons and triathlons, whatever. Do I need to change my nutrition? Uh, he said, no way. Eat whatever you want, because when you do so many exercises, this will be burned, and you'll kind of, you know, uh, you have to fill your body with the food you want. When you do a lot of trainings, your body really kind of calling for fruit, vegetables, pasta, whatever. When you do not do exercising, your body calling for anything like junk food and healthy food. That's why a lot of people, if they not balance their physical activities, um, mental activities, and also food, they may become unhealthy. Well, I'm happy that in, in my life I've been pretty healthy, even though every once in a while I do like some junk food. It's kind of, it's, uh, it's natural a little bit. You, you're, you're mentioning role models. For me personally, having good role models in my life has helped me pick up sports. It's helped me, you know, eat healthier. Who are some of your role models and how do you find such people in your life? Well, sure. We just discussed, you know, with uh, my with my mentor and she was asking like with a coach 
she's working with me and helping me with uh, social networks, with, you know, finding myself in, in the difficult periods of, of life. And uh, she asked the same question. I said, listen, um, I have a, a number of person really kind of in sport and business in adventure and they ex excited by their stories. Uh, Oleg Tinkov, uh, this Russian entrepreneur, really inspiring, inspiring person. And um, we met each other 14 years ago in St. Petersburg. And just a friend of mine, they said, this is Oleg, this is Vladimir. And I said, okay, this is the Oleg Tinkov who actually built up the brewery company, now went to the banking business. And this year, he is really experiencing some challenges with his health. And I see how he's uh, managing, how he's, his story inspiring other people. And they really understand that, you know, his story is very likable and close to, you know, my life. Um, there's um, another person, Wright uh, uh, Ratasep, the person, entrepreneur in Estonia. Um, he's doing ultra marathons. He's 40 years old, two kids, a uh, uh, legal company. Uh, he's a lawyer. And um, uh, he's doing a lot of crazy things, like uh, 20 times Ironman, 40 times Ironman. 20 marathons, sub three hours uh, finish time. And I think how he's managing this opportunity really to, to be a healthy person and motivate others with uh, his experience. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot of people, we, we, we really kind of read the books and um, dig into their stories uh, to be motivated. So, and I am one of the person who actually Try and read, love to read um, biographies of different people, even they're from uh, their politicians or their entrepreneurs, because um, every single story uh, given me a lot of thoughts and opportunities to change something in my life. Um, I think my story also inspires some other people, and first of all, my family, my daughter and wife, because they always say that my father, my daughter, she's saying my father is a superhero. <laughs> they said that you are as well because you do a lot of things together with me and you are my hero that's extremely i think important to have the motivation in your um in your network in your family in with together with your colleagues with your business partners yeah uh, all together we make ours our most stronger us hmm. i love that dear as a businessman, you know, you, you own a very successful consulting company, Newman Sports Consulting, and you guys are, you know, supporting different companies around the world to look at fitness, to look at Ironmans. Do you have a vision? Maybe you could share with us into the future. Um, you know, COVID is making a lot of changes in a lot of industries. The sports industry is changing tremendously. What kind of a vision do you have for the future of Ironmans and triathlons in the world that you think is going to be different to where it was a year ago? Uh, five years ago, we were talking about the importance of technologies because um, we work with uh, non-professional athletes, with edge group athletes like you and I. We use in normal life mobile phones, we use social networks, we are, you know, putting our data into fitness programs, whatever. And we saw that once, if you want to see your business successful in the future, you have to pay a lot of attention to the technologies to be on the same wave as your consumers. 
And uh, that was the kind of forecast of future of the sports. What we thought that, you know, uh, cyber sport, e-sport uh, or uh, cyber robics will be a part of our life. The COVID time actually pressed the time, really transfer us from the ideas to be a technological companies into technological companies. Because in the future, offline will be actually attacked by different aspects, even like COVID or other um, pand pandemic uh, um, situations. Um, we are paying a lot of attention and asking entrepreneurs really to pay attention for technologies. Be um, an online company, be a database company, be effective in terms of the business models, build networks because the contents are extremely important. And I think uh, the COVID time shows us our weaknesses uh, around the world and especially in the area of sport and health businesses because we are so, so oriented on offline that we did not invest into the online things. And uh, this time actually, some companies really showed a very good best practices by being more social networking, being more kind of online uh, products, academies, educations, whatever, even the fitness. We found out some basketball schools, they did uh, best practices in online uh, coaching for um, kids, for adults, etc. And this is our future. We, we cannot you know, be out of this context uh, and technologies in, in, in our life. For the next five years, this is why you know, next week I'm going for one week, just think and build our plans for next three, five years. Uh, we, will be more, we will be talking about technologies only, I think. Because offline businesses can be stopped one day. Online businesses, can uh, break the walls, uh, they don't have uh, borders, uh, people can join us from different countries, etc. And we did some ex experience uh, experimenting with this uh, during the COVID time. Our colleagues in the US doing the same. Ironman, for instance, in the first six events, they uh, attracted the attention of uh, one, more than 120,000 people. For the same time, if you do six events uh, offline, it's going to be 12 thousand or eighteen thousand people so online gave us an opportunity to control let's say to control the situation uh, in uh, attract more people online uh, build our database in a different way motivate them in a different way so people starting to kind of work online lots of companies still kind of keeping their employees um, out of the offices so the business models change so we don't need to spend so much money on offices because the effectiveness of uh, people actually raise up when they started to work from home. I even know that uh, some millenniums, uh, now they call them, like some companies call them back to the offices and this millennium started to lead the company because this is unmotivation for them, really demotivating to, to change the environment. In, in their homes, they were so effective. They had the time to build, you know, something in their their hobbies, etc. And moving to offices, this is old-fashioned, old style now. So let's pay attention really to how create uh, productivity, how to create effectiveness, how to create motivation for our teams by balancing between online and offline. So I think, yeah, I'm really kind of supporting different types of online activities and working on um, 
uh, from home, uh, even for those employees who don't really need to be in the office. So they don't spend time on the traffic. They have, they're spending these hours on working on projects. And they also have time to, to be themselves. So technologies, uh, people motivation, and um, looking into the future that we, uh, we, have, we, we can build the global companies. Love you know? that. I love that very, very much. And I'm very much aligned with you and, and, and your thoughts there. When it comes to triathlons these days or marathons, you know, running, uh, in some countries, it's, it's quite controversial, but some countries, governments are making people wear masks. For example, in Singapore, they make people wear masks when they're running, which I think is absolutely crazy. Um, if the world is now pushing some countries to be wearing masks as a professional, just to kind of, you know, put the word out there, do you support people wearing masks when they are jogging? Uh, not really, because when you are visiting some public places, please wear a mask. Uh, be um, accountable, be kind of seriously thinking about, you know, this COVID uh, situation. But when you run, when you run, it's not really kind of uh, a good for you to wear a mask because you're just limiting the oxygen coming into your body. So in Moscow, for instance, uh, uh, people are recommended to wear a mask when they go into the uh, start line. But when they, they run on the distance, they took out the mask. When you finish, please wear a mask again. There's absolutely need to be a balance in terms of the rules that uh, they, they don't conflict and don't really kind of damage the health of the people. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100% and I'm happy that you as an expert in, in marathons and triathlons are saying this to people out there who are listening because I know we have a lot of incredible entrepreneurs in our community who are looking to pick up new sports, they're looking to pick up a, a new hobby that's going to get them healthy again. And some people who have been stuck at home for a long time, they were trying to maybe exercise at home and get their bodies moving. And now that they're able to get out there, there are some countries in the world that are pushing them to wear masks. So ladies and gentlemen, need a lot of oxygen so you know wear a mask responsibly in public places of course but if you're going to be running and exercising getting your body moving and getting your lungs pumped up uh, a mask would potentially actually harm you vladimir is there something that you're currently working on that's very very exciting that you want to maybe share with the audience something that maybe we can help you with something that we can add value to you somehow something that we can get more involved in what it is that you're doing First of all, I continue to build my network of entrepreneurs in health and sport industry around the world. And the, before the COVID time, I spent a lot of time on traveling from different, different countries, meeting people who is developing uh, different, uh, infrastructure, developing uh, technologies, developing productions in different segments of the sport and health industry. So if people are watching us, uh, our interview, and they are entrepreneurs in health and sport. Please contact me and uh, let's find out how we can be helpful to each other. Our experience of working in Russian market, uh, your experience in your market, perhaps we can find out how to support each other. I believe that now during the COVID time, people uh, became more united in terms of the contacts and wish to help each other. First, mm. second, I am now, um, I uh, started to work on my book, Business as Sport, 
uh, and uh, interviewing people. And if you want to be uh, a hero or the person who's joining me on interview, I would be more than happy. So first of all, you need to be an entrepreneur. Uh, health and sport should be a part of your life and you can share your knowledge and experience how these hobbies change your mindset, how these hobbies change your network, how these hobbies help to your business and what kind of learns, learnings you took out of this you know, uh, way of life. I, I want to find out the not the secrets, but how different things uh, are helping to, uh, to, to, to people reach their objectives. When they think about some ambitions, goals, but they don't know how to reach them. Sometimes our networks, our ambitions, our motivations is, is just a small pieces that helps this kind of big machine moving forward. Um, yeah. So I think these two things would be uh, very interesting. And uh, if somebody is watching our interview, I would like to give you an opportunity to meet each other. So I would more than happy to invite to our morning run 6 a.m. and uh, build our network uh, in offline. <laughs> I love that. So, if, so first of all, I think it's very, very exciting. They're gonna get a book out there. And if you need any support from myself and my community, please let us know. I've been looking forward to your book because I've heard your speeches a, a number of times. You're a very, very inspiring person. I know when it comes to uh, bringing a sport philosophy and mentality world, you've helped many businesses flourish beautifully by them integrating sports into the everyday business. So that's very exciting first. And the second thing with regards to running with you, if some of our listeners that could be potentially in Oscar, if they did want to run with you, what's the easiest way to get in touch with you? Yeah, that's uh, via Instagram. So if one, I, I answer anyone who is writing me in the direct, and I would be more than happy if they will write and say that I'm a friend of Gil Patterson, and I would like to run 6 a.m. with you. All right, that's a cool one. That's a huge benefit, by the way, to everyone in my communities. I'm going to ask my team to make sure that when they make a post about this, to make sure they make, mention this. Mention Gil Peterson in a me direct message of Vladimir and you get to go running with him. That's very, learn techniques from you and they get an interesting conversation with you in the morning. Now, Vladimir, kind of, you know, to, to close off today, a very important topic for me is, is always really connected to people are building communities around them and they build communities through different clubs through masterminds. I'm a huge fan of masterminds myself. Um, they build um, these abilities for people to connect with them. Uh, for you, you very clearly mentioned that you're um, looking and very open for people to connect with you in your community. Is there a specific community in the world that you're interested in connecting with yourself? I'm looking for communities of uh, visionaries. The persons who really think about the future who really see that uh, there is a place for technologies. And this is what I cannot find very much in Russia. That's why I find out the people outside in different other countries. And this is you know, a great um, opportunity to be a part of this networking, um, enthusiastic, futurologists, uh, scientists, uh, people who really believe in technologies. 
And I think this is the, the community where we really want to be. All right, that's amazing. I think there's definitely a lot of these communities around the world that are looking for someone like yourself right now. They need that guy that's going to lead the way. They need that guy that's going to run ahead of them or beside them to show them the way, to show them the path, how do we really become superhumans? Just last week, I was uh, interviewing David Verdesi, who's um, authored the, the methodology and, and, and a movie and a book coming up, book about becoming a superhuman. So first of all, he's someone I definitely think should meet. Question, Vladimir, what is that one important question that maybe you've been asked many, many times that I should be asking you today that could be extremely helpful for our listeners? Uh, I think this year, the number one question, um, if we imagine that we are talking with you or with other people who are watching at this interview, and we meet each other early of this year in January or February, and we talk about the future, and I say to you, listen, in March and April, it will be a hard time. Everything, business, every business will be, you know, shut it down or stopped or will be experiencing some problems because of the pandemic situation. And we know it for sure. The question is, what you are going to change when you know that the future is not, never be the same as in January or February this year? What are you going to change now where you want to invest your time, your money, your networking. And I think this is the one, one question start, you know, immediately put in, into, you know, thinking why we don't do it when we know that the future will never be the same. So many people answered that they wanted really to concentrate on something very important, on very ambitious goal, or, or do not meet some people where not, which are not helping them to reach this objective. Some people wanted to really kind of invest in technologies and make their businesses more uh, profitable and uh, effective in terms of the processes inside. And some people said that, listen, I would pay more attention to my family and to my house because uh, health is becoming more important year and year and this is what helps you or me really to think good and think about the future if you keep if you keep healthy and you you worry about you keep it yourself in a good shape which means that your family will be in good shape as well because you as a strong leader for kids for wife for your husband for your teams should show it, you know, be a role model. So, yeah, it's a really to focus on the most important things. Uh, secondly, meet people who helps you to reach your objectives and think about yourself, health and family. Wow. Such an awesome ending. I love that. You know, I could definitely talk to you much, much longer because when it comes to health, it's, it's actually quite new in my life. I, it's only in, because of COVID that I became a lot more interested in health. And I completely agree that as soon as I became more healthy and I did more exercise, my kids got into it, even though they're very young. My wife got into it a lot more. Actually, she's been into health much more longer than I have. But I see that people in my community are reacting differently. The business is flourishing. 
my mind is a lot more clear. So I very much love what you say about the, the word of health and just general. And you're a beautiful, because you're an inverts man. You're coming in as a businessman who understands the benefits of keeping our, our, our bodies healthy. So thank you so, so much for, for your time today. I really appreciate it. I'm, I apologize for the technical difficulties. The good thing is this is mostly going to be as a podcast. So if the video froze a couple of times, my team will get that fixed. Appreciate the time. Our, we'll make sure that everyone knows about your upcoming book as soon as you launch it. If people want to get in touch with you, Instagram is the best place. And we'll make sure they have a link to your Instagram. I'm assuming, are you the only Vladimir Veloshin on the, if Vladimir Veloshin Iron Star, they'll always find you, I guess, on social media and on Google. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much, Gil. And uh, thank you. you know, Wonderful. For... Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you for meeting this morning. And, you know, um, the forthcoming weekend will be more active and uh, more positive because we started this Friday morning with you. I would say thank you very much and hello to Kata, hello to wonderful kids. Uh, be healthy, be sporty, Gil, and be successful in any kind of new projects, you know, supported by your fantastic network around the world. Absolutely amazing. Vladimir, thank you once again. Wishing you all the best of health from beautiful, healthy Bali. I hope to see you guys here one day soon. For everyone who's listening, thank you again for tuning in to the Collective Genius Code. Look forward to connecting again. Stay healthy, stay fit, and please do connect with Vladimir soon for a nice run. Thank you again, everyone. Thank you, Vladimir. Wishing you all the best. Thank you. Thank you, Gil. Bye.